on in. Welcome to the show. It's Dylan James and JT Taylor across the table from me as always. And this is Out of Bounds. It's becoming a very, very busy sports week. Very quickly, we have three game fives tonight that could be potential series enders tonight. And all three of those home teams are three and one. Yeah, Dylan, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, I never thought, didn't we just start the first round like last week? We did, yes, we did. And now we're almost like, almost done, and if these teams close it out tonight, like look at last night, Dylan, we only had two games, the Bruins and the Maple Leafs, and the Bruins were up 3-1, and my Caps came back from a 2-0 hole to tie the series. 2-2. So that's the only series right now, our series, that looks like it could go seven games, I hope, certainly hope not. But, uh, yeah, Dylan, a lot to talk about in our hockey segment. We got some football news going on. Some big-name players on the free agent market now yes. that we'll discuss in a minute. Uh, the NHL, or the NHL, excuse me, the NFL schedule came out last night. It did. So, Dylan, we got to break that down, of course. And we got some NBA playoffs going on as well. And, my, of course, my football recap of the week. And our, some exciting miscellaneous news as well. At the end of the show. And of course, me and Dylan will have our winners and losers this week, as well as our final thoughts. But Dylan, how was your week this week? My week has been absolutely incredible because once again, the Predators are up three to one against the Colorado Avalanche. They did win one in Colorado, but we did steal one in Colorado two nights ago. So I'm very excited. They were talking about how, oh, it might be a series now with it being 2 1 when the Colorado Avalanche beat us. And I said, uh, no, no, no. Watch out for the Preds because they'll turn it back on. And they had an incredible bounce back game after losing to the Colorado Avalanche. Now they are up in the series 3-1. to one. They have a chance to close out the series. We'll talk about it more in the hockey segment this evening. But, I mean, it's been very, very good for me this week. And just a busy week overall. So a lot of sports to watch. Like you said, basketball, hockey, some football news coming out with the draft coming up next week. It's... um. It's getting really, really busy in the sports world. JT, how's your week going? My week was good, Dylan. Uh, as always, between Disney and Under Armour, keeping myself very busy this week. Uh, starting to slow down at Under Armour a, a little bit, so I'm not getting scheduled too much. So it gives me a little bit of free time, catch up on some Netflix shows, catch up on some sports stuff. I was watching Ballers on the HBO Now app last night. So Dewan, Dwayne The Rock du- Johnson, yeah, that's man, it. Yeah, man, you know. So I'm liking the show so far. So the new season starts in the summer. So, catching up right now. Westworld starts this weekend, so very excited about that. But uh, just been catching up on shows and sports, seeing my cast bounce back. But anyway, Dylan, let's get to it with the football news. Yeah, NFL. Uh, one of the big news, big pieces of news that came out this week was that Des Bryant got cut by the Cowboys this week, which is crazy to think about because he was the guy for so many years in Dallas and now with the marriage they have with Dak Prescott Ezekiel Elliott there in Dallas Des Bryant just didn't play in the cards yeah Dylan I don't think we were very surprised about Des Bryant getting cut we kind of expected it was going to happen we probably didn't expect it right before the draft so with the Dallas Cowboys I think with all the off field issues that Des Bryant had the Cowboys had enough and decided you know what let's just let him go and move on for Des Bryant, it kind of gives him an opportunity to start over with a new team. So there's been a lot of interest. He hasn't been signed yet, but when he got cut last Friday, everyone was talking about, could he go with the Bills? Could he go with the New Orleans Saints? Could he go with the Baltimore Ravens? Maybe the New York Giants if they got rid of Odell Beckham. And it's been a week, and so far, no movement, Dylan. I thought, to me, I prefer fit, I would think, for Des Bryant would be would be the Green Bay Packers. They let Jordy Nelson go. They got a hole there that they got to fill. I think Des Bryant would get a huge opportunity, especially with Aaron Rodgers, team up there with the Packers. I think it would be a good fit, Dylan. I don't know if Green Bay would bring him on, though, because Green Bay is kind of along the same lines of the New, or- or New England Patriots when it comes to big personalities playing there. You don't really see many big personalities playing in Green Bay. You don't see many people that are sporadic like a Des Bryant in Green Bay. I don't think that they want to bring something like that into their locker room because that is a very polarizing player when it comes to his emotions, when it comes to his personality. I don't know if they'd want to bring him in in Green Bay. But 
a big contender for for him would be possibly the New England the New. Why am I talking? No, 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 no. New York Giants. The New York Giants are a big suitor for Des Bryant, and if they keep Odell Beckham Jr., that would be very deadly. Having Odell Beckham on one side and Des Bryant on the other, I think that that's a match made in heaven. I think Odell would actually like playing with Des Bryant. I think they have um, kind of like a uh, tandem father-son kind of duo there because Des Bryant has been in the league for so many years, and he could possibly tutor Odell Beckham Jr. because Des, even though he is a polarizing figure, I believe that he did settle down a bit in Dallas towards the end of his career there. So I think that it would be nice to see Des possibly mentor Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and see what he has. Because, I mean, Des, Des Bryant just did not work in that system with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is not the kind of guy that will be flinging the ball around the field 30, 40 yards down the field like uh, he was used to with Tony Romo. So I think that Des was... Uh, it's a dead on arrival kind of thing. I think once Dak Prescott got there, Des Bryant's career with the Dallas Cowboys, his days were numbered there in Dallas. So I think that seeing him go to another system, possibly a system like New York um, with Eli Manning throwing it around the field, I think that that would be a match made in heaven for them. Yeah, Dylan, we'll see. Uh, after the draft happens this upcoming week, we'll see if Des Bryant gets a new home. But Yes, he's certainly going to have some options, that's for sure. But speaking of a free agent that's looking for work, we have a free agent that has now found a job. The former Oakland Raiders kicker, Janikowski, has signed a deal with the Seattle Seahawks. That adds some stability there to that position. Seattle hasn't had that in a while. Their kickers have been kind of up and down uh, for the past few years. So, I mean, Sebastian going into that team, I think that's a really good fit for him. Um, you know, we'll see how his career goes with Seattle, but um, it's he's still on the West Coast, so I think he'll be enjoying Seattle, um, and hopefully he does well there. I think that Sebastian will do very, very well in that position because he is an all-star caliber kicker anyway, so I think going to a team like Seattle would be a good thing for him. Let's just see if they shore up some problems on defense especially, but on offense as well with that team. But, I mean, their kicking game, I think, is solid as of right now with Sebastian on the team. Yeah, Dylan, it's good to see the Seahawks shore up that position, like you said. So let's talk about the drama that happened. Apparently, ESPN is still sticking to this drama in New England. And earlier this week, Dylan, we heard news that, according to ESPN, Adam Schefter is saying that Tom Brady has not committed to playing for the New England Patriots this upcoming season. He's saying, ah, he's still on the fence, not sure. You know, he doesn't know if he's going to get feeling from Bill Belichick. I think Tom Brady is like, you know, I'm done the Patriot way. I've been here for like so many seasons. Let me just do my own thing. And I know what I'm doing. I've trust. I've got you five Super Bowls, Bill. What are you letting me just do my own thing? And I can see it. Because people were to compare like, between Tom Brady's situation and Kawhi Leonard with the Spurs. The difference is, Tom Brady, look, he gave up money. He could have made a lot more money anywhere else, but he gave up salary money, big dollars, to help the Patriots keep players. And I think Tom Brady, D- Dylan, is frustrated that the Patriots keep trading players like Brandon Cooks, letting Danny Amendola go to uh, the Miami Dolphins. And I think he's frustrated. He's like, why am I giving you guys up money and you can't afford to keep players to help us make successful? I can't just keep, you know, I'm 41. I can't just keep having you guys sign players and trying to swing it on the fly. We got to do something. But, you know, Bill Belichick, he's like, oh, it's the Patriot way. We've been doing it for so long. This is the way we're doing it. And Rob Kraft, you know, he's not going to challenge Bill Belichick. So Tom Brady, I think... I still think he's going to play, Dylan. I, I'm not sure where ESPN is trying to go with this, but I can understand the frustration, the friction that we're going there. And not only that, Dylan, there's still the possibility that uh, Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, he could retire and not play this season. So they got that to deal with as well. So, but what do you think of the drama going on in New England, Dylan? Well, I think that it's a slow news week for the NFL. I think that's the main reason why this story came out. It's like they're expecting Tom Brady to come out and say, hey, guess what, guys? Thumbs up on this season. I'm playing this year. He's not going to do that. But at the same time, he is going to play. I don't see any scenario where he will sit out or retire 
before this season starts. He will be the starter in New England. He will be the quarterback week one through week 16, unless he gets injured, which I don't think that's going to happen. But I think he will be the quarterback, rest assured for New England fans. Again, I think ESPN is just having a very, very slow news cycle this week. I think that next week, once the draft comes up, they'll have more stories coming out and more news to report. But they're just trying to make something out of nothing, which they've done that for several years now. And uh, it it just looks like a desperation move for ESPN, trying to get trying to get viewers, trying to get listeners. But I, I think that again, Tom Brady will play this year. Tom Brady will be the quarterback for the New England Patriots. I think at a certain point he may be looking at potentially getting more money um, for his last two years, just to have you know because he has given them the hometown discount. The you know however long he's been there in New England anyway. So I think that he will be looking to get more money, but he will play at least 2018-2019 season. All right, Dylan. Well, some big news that happened last night was the NFL schedule release, Dylan. So the Atlanta Falcons and the defending Super Bowl champions now, the Philadelphia Eagles, will be opening the season. So Dylan, we're going to watch Thursday on September 6th, the Eagles and Falcons, right? Yes, I think that'll be a great game. I mean, it's it's the um, it's gonna be a good game. I think that would definitely be a marquee matchup to watch. There are several marquee matchups throughout this season. One matchup I'm looking at in particular: Green Bay versus the Patriots, uh, because that's a gunslinger battle right there. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, and the last time that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady played was in like 20. They played in Green Bay in like 2014, I think it was, something like that. And then before then, it was 2007 or something. So he's only played, uh, Tom Brady's only played in Green Bay twice. They're not playing in Green Bay this game. It's going to be actually in in Foxborough. But uh, we'll see how that matchup goes. I think that would be an interesting matchup to watch. And looking at the schedule this year, too, talking about our Tennessee Titans, they actually have the 31st weakest schedule in the league this year which is a really, really good thing for Titans fans. Last year, our record, our schedule was re, uh, was favorable, and we saw how that turned out. It didn't turn out the best, but at, at the same time, it turned out better than the year before. So if our schedule is favorable once again this year, I think that we have a really good chance of going to the playoffs and even further with the key pieces we've added in free agency and also the pieces we'll be adding during the draft as well. But I think that it's a favorable schedule for us. I think that we have a really, really good shot at ending the season on a high note, possibly even winning the South. I think the South is going to be wide open this year. Uh, I think the only thing we had to worry about this season is going to be Houston. I mean, Jacksonville, yeah, yeah, I guess, maybe defensively, but we usually have their number. Even with Blake Bortles being the quarterback there, I think we always have his number. I think that the main competition we'll have in the South will be the Houston Texans, especially with Deshaun Watson coming back. Yes, Dill, I definitely agree with you there. One thing that caught my eye on the schedule was they finally decided, the NFL, they finally decided to beef up the Thursday night football schedule, Dylan. For so long, people were complaining they never have good games on Thursday nights. And for week four, Dylan, they got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the L.A. Rams. So that's going to be a very interesting game. They also got games like the 49ers and the Raiders, the Packers and the Seahawks. They got the Colts and the Patriots. We know those two teams like the they might want to check those footballs, though, in that game. Yeah, true. And they got the Eagles and the New York Giants. So they actually got some good games. Even in England, when they start playing the International Series in October, Dylan, they got good games. The Jaguars, they're going to take on the defending Super Bowl champions. The Eagles are Titans, Dylan. We're going to be taking on the Chargers. And then, of course, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers having a very – they got a lot of division games early on in the season, Dylan. So they could wrap up the AFC North by, like, week nine. So – it's been crazy, but speaking of the Titans, Dylan, yes, I agree with you. They have a very favorable schedule to qualify for the playoffs this upcoming season. We opened up against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, Dylan, you know they don't have their quarterback situation figured out, and I don't think they're going to have it by September 9th, Dylan. The Texans, I agree, will give us some trouble. The Jaguars, they're giving us fits, but I think, Dylan, we will sweep the Jaguars this year. We play them on the 23rd and on December 6th. We play the Super Bowl champions, the Eagles, on September 30th. We got the Bills, the Ravens, of course, the Chargers. We got the Cowboys and the Patriots. We got the Colts, Texans, Jets, the Jackets again, and then the Giants, the Redskins. And then we finish up at against the Colts. So 
a very, very favorable schedule, Dylan. I think we could go ten and six, maybe eleven and five, hopefully twelve and four. But I think as long as Marcus Mariota stays healthy, because that's the key. If he can stay healthy, Dylan, we I think we can definitely win the AFC South this season. We had some revenge revenge games too, especially like you were talking about the London game with the Seahawks versus the Raiders. Sebastian Janikowski is getting some revenge on his old team. Also, we have Malcolm Butler going up against his old team with the Patriots when the Titans face off against the Patriots this season. And um, also, Danny Amendola is facing off against the Patriots as well with the Miami Dolphins. So that's going to be real. Those are going to be really good matchups to watch. Revenge games to see how they do against their former team, and two of those games being Patriots teams. So I think that'll be really interesting to watch as well. Definitely, Dylan. All right, Dylan, let's recap some news from the NBA playoffs. So we've had a lot of action, Dylan. Of course, when we did our podcast last week, the NBA playoffs started the next day. And the biggest shocker, Dylan, was the Cleveland Cavaliers losing the first game to the Pacers. And not only that, Dylan, they lost by like 16, 98 to 80. I, I was stunned that the Pacers just took it to LeBron James and the Cavaliers. But they bounced back in game two. They're... They're playing right now, and right now they're up 28-17, so they're off to a good start so far this season. The Boston Celtics, Dylan, with no Hayward, no Kyrie Irving, and they've done very well. Jalen Brown has carried that team. He got 30 points the other night, Dylan, and the Celtics are up 2-0. They're playing the Bucks tonight. Of course, the Bucks are campaigning their Fear the Deer shirts, so you're going to see a lot of those tonight. And Terry Rozier has also carried the Celtics as well, keeping the, the bench loaded. He got 23 points. For the Toronto Raptors, Dylan, they're up 2-0 against the Wizards. No surprise there. DeRozan and Kyle Lowry has carried that team. I think the Raptors got that series set up against the Wizards. The most interesting series, Dylan, has been the Sixers in the Heat. Those two guys got at it last night, Dylan. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And Joel Embiid came back for his postseason debut this year, and he actually scored 23 points. He was masked. They actually took off his mask during the game as well. There was a situation where a player from the the Heat actually knocked it off or tried to step on it or something. But he said, hey, I got like 50 of those back at the house. So if you want to mess (laughs) up this one, fine by me. I'll get the other one next time. But, I mean, hey, he scored 23 points. He was a defensive – he was dominant on defense last night too. I think that Joel Embiid is a a key piece for the Sixers. And if he's still on the court, if he remains on the court – and uh, avoids injury. I think he'll do very well for the Sixers, and they'll go very far. I think they'll beat the Miami Heat handedly in this series if they keep Joel Embiid on the court. Yes, Dylan, that series is definitely getting heated. No pun intended there, South Florida. But it's going to be interesting to see how that series plays out. I thought I heard, though, one of the Heat players stepped on Joel Embiid's mask. At least that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so and, that's why you were getting fired up. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, I mean, the Heat are getting heated um, when it comes to this series. So, uh, 76ers have a 2-1 advantage in that series right now. So, we'll see if they can close it out in the next two games or if the Heat bounce back and uh, try to make this more of an interesting series going down the stretch. Yes, definitely, Dylan. Now, the other series, the Houston Rockets, they're up 2-0 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. No surprise there, Dylan. What was interesting was the T-Wolves kept it close in game one. The Rockets barely won that game. James Harden had 44 points. And on the T-Wolves, Dylan, uh, Derrick Rose, he came off the bench and got 16 points in that game. Crazy. Crazy. But Houston blew out the doors for the the T-Wolves in game two. They will play game three tomorrow. The Pelicans, Dylan, they're up 3-0 on the Portland Trailblazers, Dylan. They're putting him on the brink. Nikola Murtich, he had 30 points last night, and Anthony Davis got 28 points. The Pelicans, wow, Dylan, they are putting it on the Trailblazers. The Brow is back at it again. I think that he is doing very well for his team this postseason. And if he continues the way he's been playing so far, the Pelicans could potentially uh, sweep the Trailblazers. So I think that that's something to keep your eye on in that series. Um, because the Brown man, the, he, he's bringing the heat this season. Uh, not not like the Miami Heat, but he's bringing <laughs> the heat himself in his series. So I, I let's uh, that's an interesting series to watch. Definitely, Dylan. And in the, another series in the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz, they're tied at one right now. They'll play again tomorrow. But what was key in this series, Dylan, was the Utah Jazz player, Donovan Mitchell. 
He has 55 total points in two games, and he's kept the Jazz in the game. So I really thought the Thunder were going to cruise in this series, but the Jazz, Dylan, certainly are not making it easy on the Thunder. They're not. No, they're really not at all. Um, the Thunder should be up in this series 2-0. I think the Thunder, with their big three now, with Russell Westbrook and, and the gang, Yeah, I they didn't show up be. in game two. They got to step up and up in uh, game three and four, for sure. They have to, definitely so. If they want to make sure they win this series, they have to step up in those games, and they have to play to their potential. I think they have a lot of potential. I think they should have swept this series, but... As of right now, they're, uh, you know, on the bubble. So we'll see if they can uh, get out and uh, win that series. All right, Dylan. And unfortunately for my San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> it has been a little rough. And obviously, just want to spend my condolences to Greg Popovich. As you heard, his, his wife passed away uh, two days ago, I believe. And Greg Popovich did not coach the game last night. The Spurs had a rough up in Golden State. And we were hoping coming home, playing last night, the Spurs would be able to pull out, get at least a game, a win. But the Golden State Warriors bench, Dylan, was destroying the Spurs. And it's hard, Dylan. I watched this game last night after the Caps game. And the Spurs, Dylan, it's hard for the Marcus Aldridge. He's the only guy that can carry the team, and he can't do it by himself. And with Kawhi Leonard, he's not coming back now in this series. And I think what happened with Greg Popovich, because he didn't coach the game last night, I think it affected the players a lot, and it was just tough for them to get through it emotionally. And I think that's why they struggled losing that game to the Warriors last night. Uh, game four, Dylan's going to be on Sunday. I hope Greg Popovich will be able to coach that game on Sunday, and hopefully the Spurs can get at least one game, one game. But unfortunately, Dylan, the series looks over. We 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 make it six seven games. <clears throat> We're done, Dylan. We're not going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a foregone c- conclusion at this point with the Spurs. Um, they're going to going to have to figure it out for next year. I, I think that they need to bring some more youth to that team. I think that the team, the core players on that team, are older. I, I, th- I think they need to figure out some youth in that system and. Popovich has to do something about that team. Uh, he's not going to win with the current players he has, and especially with Kawhi Leonard out and most likely not in San Antonio next year, I think that he's going to have to seriously answer some questions about himself, about his team, and go from there, address some situations that are hard to address. But at the same time, you need to win. You're expected to win each and every year. San Antonio had the had the roster to do so the past few seasons, and they haven't been able to capitalize. So I think that they need to definitely look at themselves in the mirror and figure out what's going on, what's wrong. I agree with you, Dylan, right there. All right, Dylan, well, let's move on to our favorite subject of our podcast, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Dylan. So let's begin with your Preds, Dylan. They are having a field day with the Avalanche, but it looks like, Dylan, they got a chance. They're up 3-1. You got a chance to close it out, man. They're up 3-1. We have a chance to close it out on 420, Colorado's favorite holiday. <laughs> so we're going to have a bunch of angry, angry hipsters, angry potheads in Colorado if we win against the Colorado Avalanche tonight, but I do believe we will win against them in our home building. It's... The atmosphere in that building tonight in Bridgestone Arena is going to be electric. I, I think that the Avalanche, they they don't have a chance in this game. I, I really don't think so. I think the Predators will make it a very, um, a very tough road for the Colorado Avalanche tonight. They'll be scoring on all cylinders. And, you know, with Philip Forsberg, the way he's been playing recently, Austin Watson has, what, two goals in the series so far. Philip Forsberg has three or four. Um, Colton Sissons has been providing some some offense. I believe that Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson are doing well too. So we have a bunch of players contributing to this to this team right now to the game. And one player we are missing tonight will be Ryan Hartman. He got suspended for one game after a blow to the head he administered last game. But I think that. With Hartnell coming in, Scott Hartnell's actually coming in in relief of Ryan Hartman tonight. I think that he will provide a spark for the fourth line on the wing. And so this game is going to be a bloodbath for Colorado. I, I think that Nashville has, they smell it. They smell blood and they are going to dominate this game tonight. And they're going to end the series and we're going to go to the right next series. Yeah, Dylan, I think the Nashville Predators going into the series, they had very high expectations and I think they were a little nervous after the way Nashville played because they didn't dominate the first three games. And not only that, Colorado scored first in the first three games. 
So Pekka Rene didn't have his best night in game three. Uh, so you had uh, Saros and Nets to finish off that game. But I think that was a wake-up call, Dylan, because the Preds know it's not going to be easy. And they went through this last year, making this Stanley Cup final run. And they know the game from here on out is going to be tough, especially now that we see Dylan at the Vegas Golden Knights, we'll talk about in a minute, and the Winnipeg Jets, at least at the moment, look like they're going to advance. It's going to be a tough series, especially going to the next round where you're going to be playing your divisional rivals, the Winnipeg Jets. And we knew this game, this, this series was going to be tough for us in the first place. It is a central foe, even though we have a 12-game win streak against them going into Colorado this series. It was going to be a tough road for us, especially since we, we know each other very well. Um, the coaches, the players know each other. It, it, we knew it was going to be tough. But I think going into Colorado, the altitude difference was a major factor for us going into the first game. I think that our defense did get caught flat-footed in the first period of the this first game in Colorado, especially. And so them going up 3-0 in the game, that it was a foregone conclusion at that point that we were probably not going to win that game in the first place. They got they pulled Pecorine after four goals scored on him. They put in UC Saros. UC Saros played extremely well in relief of Pecorina. He actually gave us a chance to win that game. We got back into the game. We scored three goals, but they scored one more. They scored an empty netter, so it was 5-3 in that game. Very, very close game. It could have been a lot closer, I think, if we would have pulled Pekka sooner. I think if UCC would have started the second period, I think it would have been a closer game, and the Preds possibly could have won it. But at the same time, it's nice to have some adversity early on in the playoffs. And especially having that situation happen, I think that the adversity showed us what we needed to do. It woke us up. And I think that now that we have that win under our belt, I think that we have a chip on our shoulder at this point. We need to we need to play desperate like they've been playing desperate as well. I agree, Dylan. And I think, I mean, it's natural teams, but I think the, the Preds kind of took the avalanche a little lightly and... You know, they've, like you said, they got a wake-up call, and now they're not. The way they played Game 4, they absolutely crushed the Avalanche. Oh, yeah. So they did not take them lightly in Game 4. No. And Game 5, I would expect the same thing, especially because the Avalanche are on kneeling, uh, Dylan, because they're going with their third goalie, Andrew Hammonds, tonight because their original goalie, Simeon Varmelov, got injured during the season. Jonathan Bernier, he got injured in the last game, in Game 4. So he will not be playing tonight. So this is your chance, Dylan. Take out the Avalanche now and get your players rested up for that series against Winnipeg. Also, Hammond has only started one NHL game this season, first of all. Um, and second of all, they don't have any other goalie after after Hammond. They have the emergency goalie, and that's it. So if we see something like Chicago when, it, when the emergency goalie came in and, and played a great game, whatever, I don't think Hammond will get injured in this game because it's few and far between we see a goalie get injured. But I think that it will be a blowout. I, I, I just sense it. I sense that Nashville will come in and they'll be the desperate team tonight. And I think they will win this series so that they can move on to round two because they know if, if they play more and more games, that means more and more wear and tear on these players. And so we'll see injuries like we did last season with Kevin Fiala and, and Ryan Hart, uh, Ryan Johansson, people like that. I think that uh, we'll see that that's not a good thing for us to keep playing all these games. We just need to move on to the round two. So let's move on to your Capitals. Um, Speaking of adversity. They bounced back from a 2-0 deficit. Now they're 2-2 in the series. So they're playing very, very well. Holtby actually is in net now, and he is playing lights out for the Capitals. Yeah, Dylan, I know me and you had a little debate about Grubauer and Holtby the last couple weeks, but the way Game 2 went, Dylan, where another game where we had a 2-0 lead, Columbus Blue, Jacks, Blue Jackets get the power play because we're getting penalties. They get back in the game. They went in overtime. Our Timmy Panarin, man, we just couldn't stop him. He was just amazing. And everyone was like, oh, the Caps got their back against the wall. What are they going to do? But the way they played Game 3 and Game 4, Dylan, and I watched both games, the Caps were a different team. I mean, Hopi, like you said, he has saved our butts this season in the playoffs, Dylan, because Grubauer, he played two games, Dylan. Grubauer, his goals against our save percentage average is .837. And in two games, Dylan, he gave up eight goals. We can't win a game. I know the Caps can score goals, but we can't We can't win games if we're getting up four, four goals a night. We can't do it. No, you can't. When Hopi went in... He settled the team down, settled our defense down. He's like the, the captain now. I know Ovechkin's the captain, but 
Hope he's like our second captain. He's, he's steering the ship he's right steering now. steering the ship. Yep. You know, telling people what to do, telling the defensemen where to go and everything. And since he's been in net, Dylan, his goals against average is 1.32. And he's only given up in two in three games, like four goals. That's like two goals less than what Grubauer's given up. And he's been confident, Dylan. In game three, Dylan, he made huge saves. Huge saves. You remember, Dylan, that game went to double overtime. And the Capitals won thanks to their goal from Lars Eller to get us back in the series. And the Blue Jackets, they hit the post, Dylan, five times. Like I told you the other day, they hit the post towards the end of the third period. If that puck goes in, we'd be down 3-0, and this series probably wouldn't over. Now, game four, which was last night, Dylan, that was the Capitals' best game. And Ovechkin, he said it after we were down 2-0. He said, we're going to go back to Washington, tied up, game five. It's going to be tied up. And he, I don't know if he's Notre Dame or what, but... He, was, he made his prediction correct, and the series is all tied up. We played our best game last night, Dylan. We were blocking shots. We were out-physicaling, muscling those Blue Jackets. And Artemi Panarin, we shut him down, Dylan. He had, in the first three games, only three goals and like seven assists. Last night, Dylan, he only got one shot the entire game. One. Yeah. We shut him down. And the, Blue, and the Capitals won the game 4-1. to one. Their coach, Dylan, John Torella, after the game... He, had, he was speechless. He had nothing to say. All he said after the game was, we sucked. We sucked. What are the Capitals doing? We couldn't do anything. We're out muscling, out shovel us and everything. We sucked. I can't explain it. And he walked out. Yeah. He walked out of his press conference. Probably the quickest press conference he's had in his career. So I think the Capitals, we're, we're getting to the Blue Jackets now. We're frustrating. And they're a young team, Dylan. They still got a lot to learn. You know, and... I think Ovechkin, Dylan, he, he's been on fire, got three goals. John Carlson's been our leader in points with eight points. Tom Wilson, he was getting in the penalty box first two games, and then the two games in Columbus, he's scoring goals. I'm like, I don't know this Tom Wilson. What what did Barry try to say to get to him? So I'm very happy the Capitals have bounced back in this series. And we'll see, Dylan, game five will be tomorrow, and I'm hoping the Caps win game five and game six, get this series done and over with because we don't want to keep hanging on because we know, Dylan, who we're going to play next. Yes. And you need to be fully healthy for that team because that team looks like they'll be winning their series soon too. They're yes, up 3-1 the as well. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. They're up 3-1 on the Flyers after scoring five goals on them the other night. Sidney Crosby, he broke Mario Lemieux's record, point record. He has 173 points, Dylan. That's just crazy in this time in the, in the NHL. So congrats to Sidney Crosby for doing that, but... Yeah, Dylan, Pittsburgh looks unstoppable right now, even though Patrick Hornquist, your former Predator, is not playing with them right now. No, he's not. So that's very interesting in that series. And then, of course, the Bruins, they're up 3-1 right now on the Maple Leafs. Well, speaking of making history, the Vegas Golden Knights made history as well last night by sweeping their series, being the first expansion team in NHL history in the modern era to sweep a team in the first round in the playoffs, being an expansion team. That's absolutely phenomenal from them. Uh, James Neal has been the catalyst for that team. Marc-Andre Fleury has been stopping shots left and right. He's picking up where he left off last year in the final, in the um, in the playoffs, before he got injured. But it, it's Marc-Andre Fleury is, is playing a very, very good game for Vegas. He's the one carrying that team. And we'll see what happens in the second round. I, I have to say that I was completely wrong at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the, uh, the postseason anyway, that I thought the Vegas Golden Knights were going to lay a goose egg against La- Los Angeles. But I couldn't have been any more wrong than I was because Los, An- Los Angeles was the one who laid the goose egg. The Kings could just not do anything against the Golden Knights at all. And they shut them down. It, it, the, I thought the playoff experience was going to show from the Kings, but it did not show at all. And Vegas just caught him flat-footed. What was crazy with that series, Dylan, was the Vegas Golden Knights, they, they shut down their best players. Anze Kopitar, Jeff Carter, uh, Drew Doughty, they're the best defensemen. Jonathan Quick, he, he just couldn't outplay Marc-Andre Fleury. He couldn't do it. And through the whole four-game series, Dylan, the Vegas Golden Knights only gave up three goals. Three goals in four games, Dylan. Marc-Andre Fleury was on fire. Yeah. That it, there's nothing else I can say about it, but it was just a phenomenal experience. Um, as a Vegas Golden Knights fan out there in Vegas, I'm sure they were having a great time watching this series, and it was very 
fun to watch, but at the same time, if they keep doing this and the Predators keep doing their thing to get to the Western Conference Final, they will be our opponent in the Western Conference Final this year. So at the beginning of the season, too, Vegas was ranked the lowest it could be when it come, came to betting terms. I think it was like 200 to 1 in terms of winning the Stanley Cup this year. So if they go and win the Stanley Cup this season, that person who bet on Vegas at the beginning of the season is going to get a very, very good payday. But uh, I just don't see them making it all the way to the finals. But congratulations to them for at least surviving the first round. Uh, that's a that's a huge that's a huge thing for the Vegas Golden Knights, the way to start their career. And um, we'll see if they can continue this trend in the second round. Though that would be exciting to watch, that's for sure. But at least for the LA Kings, they weren't the only Southern California team to get swept. Their rivals down the street in Disneyland, the Anaheim Ducks. Justin, Mike, what the duck happened <laughs> to the Anaheim Ducks, man? They got swept by the San Jose Sharks. And they had one game, Dylan, where they gave eight goals. They lost 8-1. And here's some stats, Dylan, on what happened with the Ducks. Their best players, Ryan Getzloff, he had no goals. He had two assists, minus four, plus minus rating. Corey Perry, no points, minus five. Ryan Kessler, two assists in the series. They shut those guys down. And Gibson, their goalie, their, his save percentage, .889, the worst in the NHL. Like, terrible. Well, it just shows you that at the end of the regular season, they put all of their energy into those games to at least get into the playoffs. But once they got to the playoffs, they were tired. No, that's true, Dylan. The, the Ducks, they were banged up all season long, and they just couldn't keep it going in the playoffs. I mean, the Sharks, Evander Kane, he's really stepped it up for that team. And their goalie, uh, Jones, he's been making saves. So Vegas and... San Jose Sharks the next round, that definitely won't be a sweep. That's going to be an entertaining seven-game series. The only goalies that did worse, Dylan, was unfortunately in these playoffs, the Flyers. <laughs> they used three goalies, Brian Elliott, uh, Michael Neuverth, Peter Masrick against the Penguins, and none of them can stop them. None of them. Brian Elliott, save percentage, .856. Neuverth, .846. Masrick, .857. And they still give up five goals to the Penguins. Yeah, just not good for them. What not can good. they do, man? They can't do anything. At this point, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a Pittsburgh win in this series. I mean, they're going back to Pittsburgh with a 3-1 record so far in this in this series. So Yeah, they're kind of going down the whimper right now with the Flyers. They're not the only ones. I mean, Minnesota, the Wild, they're struggling. And look, with no Ryan Suter and Zach Parise being injured, I mean, Minnesota, they're trying, man. But they just... Winnipeg's just too quick. And Winnipeg's a great team in the first place. And Hellebuck, their goalie? Oh, my gosh. Well, he was yeah, he was a Vesna Trophy finalist as well, alongside Pekarine and Vasilevsky from the Tampa Bay Lightning, which Tampa Bay's been playing very well, too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I, you know, it's going to be very interesting in round two. I think this first round was the least entertaining I've seen so far because it's been a lot of sweeps. It's been a lot of just one-sided Affairs when it came to these series, except for the Capitals, uh, the Capital series, which that's going to be an interesting series going down the stretch. And yes, Dylan, I agree with you there. But the good news is, Dylan, for the second round, which will probably be halfway through by the time the NBA finishes first round of the playoffs, yep. uh, we're going to have good games. You got Nashville, Winnipeg, San Jose, the Vegas Golden Knights. In the East, you got Washington, Pittsburgh, the biggest rivalry in the league. And in the other series, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're up 3 1 on the Devils right now. And they could be playing the Boston Bruins. That could be an entertaining series as well. Could be. Could be. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, Steven Samkos has been playing this playoff season so far. And he's been playing very well for the team. So, if as long as he stays healthy, I think the Tampa Bay have a really good shot at Boston. I think they do. But Stamkos has to stay on the ice to stay healthy. Tukaras against Veseleski in the for the Bolts. That's going to be a very interesting goalie series. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it definitely will. All right, so let's move on to one of JT's favorite segments of the week. It's JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. Thanks, Dylan. As always, out of bounds, we're here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. And for my weekend recap, man, it was crazy in Manchester. As Manchester City, they officially won the Premier League title with their 3-1 win against Tottenham this past Saturday. Manchester United, man, what happened? You go from one week being the best team in the league, Manchester City, to losing to the worst team in the Premier League, West Bromwich Albion. 1-0. So now, Man City are the champions. 
And that is my weekend recap. For Orlando City, Dylan, they got a win last Friday against the Philadelphia Union 2-0 with goals from Dom Dwyer in the 39th minute and Chris Miller in the 45th minute. So for Orlando City, Dylan, this is the third straight win after starting off slow. So now they're in the top five in the MLS Eastern Conference, and they're looking good. Orlando City, Dylan, will be playing San Jose tomorrow at 7.30 at home at Orlando City Stadium. For Orlando Pride, the Orlando Pride, the ladies, they had a game this Sunday against the Portland Thorns. And in that game, Dylan, Chioma Obagego scored the first goal in the 20th minute, but then the Portland Thorns scored two goals from Lindsey Horan and Christine Sinclair to give them the victory 2-1. to one. Right now, Orlando Pride, they're starting off slow again. They're right now in eighth place in the NWSL. I remember, Dylan, they started off slow last year and ended up making the playoffs. We'll see if they can do that again this season. All right, Dylan, on to some soccer news. And the big news that happened this week was Toronto FC. They lost the first leg in the Cat Champions League final to Chivas de Guadalajara 2-1. Toronto just did not show up in this game. I don't know if they're rusty or it got cold with the snow or what, but they just didn't show up. And now they're down 2-1 with two away goals to Chivas. And we'll have to go to Mexico next Wednesday to try to win that series. If they don't, it'll be another Concat Champions League final for Mexico and Chivas. FC Cincinnati, they are making improvements in their expansion bid as they got approval for the West End site in downtown Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati Dillon is trying to make a push like Nashville to join them in the expansion race. So they got their stadium. Most of the things are built. MLS is going to expect it. I think once everything gets the okay, MLS can give them the go. FC Cincinnati did announce that they might rebrand as Foosball Club Cincinnati to honor the German heritage in that city. All right, Dylan, speaking of Nashville, Dylan, your boys, Nashville SC, they lost this past weekend to Indy 11 in Lucas Oil Stadium, 2-1. to one. So Nashville kind of hanging in the middle of the pack in the USL. Nashville will be getting ready this Tuesday, upcoming Tuesday, against Penn FC. And the big news that happened today in soccer, Dylan, Arsene Wenger, he announced after 22 years at Arsenal that he is leaving the club at the end of the season. And he's been there. He won 10 major trophies. Got a lot of great players in that system. So it was time for Arsenal to go. He's not going to retire, but I wish him the best of luck and hope he finds somewhere to go in his next career. Possibly PSG, since Unai Emery is going to leave. But Arsenal will have some options. They got Thomas Tuchel. They'll have Thierry Henry, who's coaching with the Belgian national team as assistant coach. Patrick Vieira is at New York City FC. And they'll also have options like Carl Ancelotti and Luis Enrique. So we'll see what happens with that, Dylan. For my games to watch this weekend, Dylan, we got a lot of big games. We got the FA Cup semifinals. So for tomorrow, Dylan, we got Manchester United taking on Tottenham Hotspur. That's going to be at 12.15 on Fox. And then on Sunday, Dylan, you got Chelsea taking on Southampton. That's going to be at 10 a.m. on one of the Fox networks. And then the big game in Italy is going to be Juve against Napoli. That's going to be at 2.45. Napoli, Dylan, they're four points behind Juve. If Napoli wins, it'll be within one point. If they lose to Juventus, then Juventus, Dylan, they are going to win the Scudetto title. And Dylan, that will conclude my football recap of the week. So now on to some miscellaneous news. The Orlando Solar Bears won a playoff game at home in OT 2-1 last night. And they have a 3-0 series against uh, the South Carolina Stingrays in the first round in the, in the Kelly Cup playoffs. They also have the chance to sweep the series tomorrow night in Orlando. I potentially will go to that game tomorrow, depending on some other events that might be happening. All right. But um, depending on the weather, we might d- decide to go watch the Kelly Cup final. So uh, that the final possible final game of the first round. So c- congratulations to Orlando so far, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. We'll see if we can round off this first round and head over to the second round uh, after beating South Carolina Stingrays. Yeah, Dylan. Speaking of hockey, we've had a coaching carousel after no coaches getting fired throughout the season. And now, Dylan, we got four job openings. Of course, the big news that happened today was the Carolina Hurricanes coach, Bill Peters, has resigned as head coach after four seasons there and not making the playoffs. So I think the move on this is not surprising, Dylan, because the Carolina Hurricanes got a new owner. They got to get a new GM. So the new GM is probably going to get their own guy. So... No surprise that the Calgary Flames let Ken Gulitson go, which the uh, Peters is linked to that job, so he might go there. The New York Rangers, we mentioned last week, let me know he's gone. And then the Dallas Stars, Ken Hitchcock, he announced he's going to retire. So we got four coach openings. We'll see what happens 
once the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs wrap up. Dylan, Brett Favre apparently auditioned for Monday Night Football for ESPN. And according to reports, Dylan, he did not do so well. That's not good. That's not good. He flunked his audition, apparently, for ESPN's Monday Night Football. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what I can say about that. I, I wish that Brett would have done better, but at the end of the day, he just didn't do it. He just didn't come in there, and he was not clutch in this situation. So uh, we'll see what happens with Monday Night Football. Uh, we don't know who's going to be the tandem yet. Well, the rumor is, Dylan, is that ESPN is trying to make a push for Kurt Warner on the NFL Network to see if he can come join their team. I mean, ESPN, they got people floating around all over the place, so they got to figure out something. But, yeah, Dylan, Monday Night Football, it's been changing like a revolving door So since John Gruden left. So hopefully ESPN will get it together before football season starts. All right, Dylan, speaking of teams getting hot right now, the Boston Red Sox, Dylan, they've won seven straight games. They blew out the Angels the other night, Dylan, 9-0. And they are right now 16-2 and this season, just blowing the American League East division. So it's looking good right now for the Red Sox. Uh, I know the Blue Jays are hanging in there. And in the West, it's the LA Angels right now and the Astros battling out. Dylan, your Atlanta Braves, they've won two in a row. They're hanging in there against the New York Mets and the and National League East. And then Pittsburgh Pirates leading the Central and then the Diamondbacks are leading the West in the National League West. I, I just don't watch football you mean I mean, baseball I'm sorry baseball <laughs> I don't know I, I watch football don't worry uh, baseball in the first month or two like there's not really a reason to watch it I do watch some of the highlights when it comes to certain games but it's great that Boston's gone 16 and 2 so far in the season but at the end of the day is it gonna get them a world series we don't know yet maybe maybe right not now. it's so early in the series that it's so early in the year that um, you know, maybe around July we'll actually get an indicator of wh- where everybody lands in the standings. But as of right now, that that is a great feat for Boston to um, start out sixteen and two. So congratulations to them. So let's move on to our winners and losers for this week. And JT, I'll start with you first. All right, thanks, Dylan. Well, my first winner this week obviously is the Humboldt Gold Fund Me page, as they announced I think yesterday that they have raised over fifteen million dollars to help those guys out for everything they've been through with the tragedy that happened up in Saskatchewan. So I'm glad to see that. My other winner this week, Dylan, is Francisco Lindor. As you know, MLB Baseball, they had the Puerto Rico series between the Twins and the Cleveland Indians. And after everything that Puerto Rico's been through, Dylan, Francisco Lindor, he hit a home run. And that stadium in Puerto Rico, Dylan, they were buzzing, buzzing like crazy. And his mom was there. His mom was there at the game to see it all happen. And I'm just happy to see Puerto Rico have something exciting happen about everything that nations that country's been through with uh, Hurricane Maria. So those are my winners this week. My loser this week, Dylan, is Major League Baseball. As you heard, Dylan, Major League Baseball, Dylan, they decided to move the season up a week early. Did they think it was going to be any warmer? Apparently not, Dylan. And they've postponed 25 games so far this season. Holy crap. Because it's been so cold. Yeah, it's been really it's no, been it's, freezing. You saw in Chicago last week, Dylan, the White Sox had it. The Cubs didn't play a game because it was too cold. The White Sox played a game, Dylan, and they had less than a thousand fans showed up. You think people are going to show up uh, at baseball in the cold in April? No. Come on, man. No. Well, we weren't expecting this weather in the first place. I mean, it's snowing, uh, like up in the in the Great Lakes around the Great Lakes area. It's snowing still in April. It's almost the it's almost the end of April, and it's still snowing places. Like yeah, it's just northeast is still probably snowing in Canada too. So it's it's just crazy up there. So baseball. I, Maybe you might want to consider, like what Anthony Rito's been saying, play less games, like 150 games, kind of move it to warmer weather places, like the cold city teams. Play, like, two weeks in the warm weather. Then when it's warmer, then you go to the cold weather places. My other loser this week, Dylan, is Fleetwood Town FC in England because they decided to announce they're going to hire Joey Barton as their manager. And Joey Barton, Dylan, he has a history of going to jail for uh, betting on games. So he bet on games. He hasn't played in like a year and a half, and now they're going to give him. He has no manager experience, but you're going to give him the, the head coaching job. Fleetwood Town, what the duck is going on across the <laughs> pond, man? Seriously. That's like the Cincinnati Reds. They fired their manager yesterday, and they're giving Pete Rose a call. Hey, Pete Rose, you want to come coach our team? We know you betted like 20 years ago, but we'll give you the job anyway, even though he has no manager experience. Really? Come on, Fleetwood Town FC. But Dylan, who are your winners of losing this week? 
My winner this week is the Vegas Golden Knights for being the first expansion draft in NHL history to sweep their first playoff series. So once again, congratulations to them. Congratulations to the real deal, James Neal, former Nashville Predator. Hopefully he returns to Nashville one of these years. I would love it if he just came back to Nashville next year, but with the success they've had in Vegas, I, I highly doubt that he'll be leaving anytime soon. Well, they got Philip Forsberg, you know, doing dance moves on the ice. That, yes, and Philip Forsberg has been playing very, Philip very Forsberg well for the press. so good. I think the Avalanche players were thinking... Wait, is that Peter Forsberg out there? Michael Jackson is rolling in his grave right now because he's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Philip Forsberg is phenomenal on the ice because he looks like an answer. Um, but, you know, yeah, Philip Forsberg is playing great. But James Neal, he's just one of those players, gritty player, uh, great goal scorer, and he's definitely going to do some really, really good things for the Vegas Golden Knights. My loser this, this week is Pete Carroll because he is apparently still open. To signing Colin Kaepernick, which the reason why it's my loser is because it's a failed um, marketing, a, a, a public relations ploy, I guess you could say, because they're pretty much saying, oh, it's fine. We'll still give Colin a chance. Don't, don't you know, banish our team because we turned down um, a, a workout with Colin Kaepernick. But at the same time, they've signed like two quarterbacks since they talked about having a workout with Colin Kaepernick, they're not going to sign Colin Kaepernick. I can guarantee you he will not be wearing a Seahawks jersey next season. Um, I don't know why he decided to come out and say this, but there's not really a reason to. We know why he didn't work out for the team, so just leave it at that. That's that's all I have to say. So Pete Carroll coming out saying that he would sign Colin Kaepernick still, just just give me a break. That's it. So let's move on to our final thoughts. JT? All right, well, my final thought, guys, is going to be a review on, a little quick review on, I tested some streaming services this week, because as you all heard, ESPN Plus made its debut. Also, as a Disney cast member, which we both are, we get ESPN Plus for free, which is fantastic. It's it's a great service. Um, I wish we had ESPN Insider for free as well, but we don't. Um, ESPN Plus, though, it's fantastic. Well, I've tested it out, got the free trial on gay stuff, but what's crazy, Dylan, what I like about it is you get... All the shows on ESPN that show up on them, they got the entire ESPN 30 for 30 series on there. I like that if you miss a show, it gets posted on there so you can watch it later. You don't have to record it or anything. It's right there. And for live games, I know the downside is right now you only get one baseball game, one hockey game during the regular season. It's the playoffs right now, so no big deal. But my hope, Dylan, is, is once Disney acquires the Fox Sports Regional Networks, it's going to make ESPN Plus that much better. So I like that. Uh, I also tested the Bleacher Report live you stream. You like that? You like that? That's right, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But I also tested the Bleacher Report live stream app. Now, it's in the beta form right now, but it's on the computer. So they have live streaming content on there, like soccer, baseball, whatever. And they're kind of the same thing. Like, they'll post the games on there, and it's like social media aspect on it as well. And you can purchase games for like uh, a quarter or whatnot. Not right now, because they're testing it. So it's all free until June. My Bleacher Report, you know, is interesting. So we're seeing what the future of streaming goes, because that's what everything's going doing right now. Everyone's streaming sports in their phone or their computer with Stadium or ESPN Plus or Bleacher Report. You know, there's so many out there right now. So crazy, crazy. So that's my review on ESPN Plus and the Bleacher Report live app. Dylan, what are your final thoughts? My final thought goes out to the welcome homies, once again, from Disney Vacation Club. We are... Now six and one on the season. We won our last game last week, sixteen to one. We had a mercy rule actually go into effect in the fourth inning. So we've been playing very, very well against our competition. We are in second we're tied for second place right now because there was one team that played a double header last week, meaning that they have one more game up on us than um, everyone else. So they're seven and one. But we're tied for second right now, which is fantastic. Going into the playoffs, hopefully. Um, in two weeks, the playoffs start on May 14th, Monday, May 14th. So we'll have a playoff schedule for that. But we will be, definitely keep you updated on that, those scores and also our progress in the playoffs as well. So on that note, thanks for listening to the show once again, guys. You can follow us on Facebook at Out of Bounds with Dylan James on Twitter, OOB Podcast. You can follow my personal Twitter, Dylan underscore James. Or you can email me at Dylan at com. JT, what are your social media handles, sir? You guys can follow me on Twitter at JTSocca88. That's at JTSOCKA88. 
You can follow me on Instagram at JT Soccer Sports, and you can email me as well. It's JT dot out of bounds podcast dot com at not dot oh at it's close my bad close enough <laughs> to it um if yeah send us emails guys let us know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong we always welcome your feedback to make this show even better for you each and every week next week we'll be actually implementing a new kind of interactive thing we're going to try to do it's a facebook live so we'll be facebook living right before we record our podcast maybe even during who knows we'll f- figure it out but We'll be doing that next week, so definitely look out for that on our on our Facebook page. Um, also, our Twitter page, we'll be posting some content too. Also, our website, we should be posting content there shortly. Um, we just renewed our website, and JT said, hey, what do you do something more with our website this year? So we will be, I promise. We just need to figure out some content. So we will be putting content on there. We do have our, our streaming site on there as well, so you can follow our podcast there. Subscribe to us on Apple um, iTunes. You can also listen to us on Pippa. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Play, WBLZ, WBLZ Sports every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. We are going to be changing that shortly, though, because JT and I actually have the same days off now. Hallelujah. Look yeah. at that. So Sundays and Mondays will be off. So we'll be uh, probably tweaking our schedule when it comes to posting episodes. So we will let you guys know when that happens. But definitely follow us on all those social medias. Thanks for listening to the show once again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderan from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball. Get you the WBLZ Sports. I hope he doesn't kill somebody.